Imagine suddenly without warning being forced into quarantine so you don't contaminate your family. Imagine suddenly without warning, you no longer have access to your normal emotional comforts. Imagine suddenly without warning, you have to give it to yourself. Imagine suddenly without warning, you go from invincibility to sheer panic in one week. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life. How coronavirus saved my life. Episode 13, The Worthiness. When I started examining the places and the things and the reasons why I was seeking external validation, I tied it back to not feeling worthy. Then I started looking up the definition of worthy, which I could not find a consistent definition of the word worthy. Then I started looking up the word worthiness, and there really wasn't much consistency except the word deservability, the word deserve. I asked several of my friends, how do they define worthiness? And there was an immediate shift of uncomfortable, but they all had that word deserve in the definition. The word deserve and worthiness does not sit well with me. Who defines what we deserve? Is it our job? Is it society? Is it our friends? Is it the president? Is it our family? Is it our mother who has been manipulating you your whole life? Is it your alcoholic father? Is it yourself? The word deserve is like this rating scale that makes no freaking sense. When I was looking at why I don't feel worthy, definitely connected a lot with back to my mother. My mother gaslighted me my entire life. She would tell me things that my reality wasn't true, that my feelings weren't true. And not only would she deny those and lie about them, she would take it one step further and go around to family members and tell them what a liar I was at age 15. When I was a teenager, I was a kid. She would systematically go around to family members and tell them what a liar I was. Who does that to their own daughter? Someone who doesn't feel worthy. When my brother died back in 2013, my mother had this sort of shift where she was more humble. I could actually tell her things without her denying my reality. She would acknowledge them. She would say, I know I wasn't a good mother, blah, blah, blah. But there was this part of me, probably from experience, mixed in with intuition that said, don't trust this because she's going to turn eventually. Usually back when I was growing up, I mean, that would just last for a couple, not very long. And then she would go back to gaslighting me, denying and lying. But she kept this steady for a couple of years, which I guess I appreciated. But there was still this part of me that knew it wasn't going to last. When my brother died in 2013 at his memorial, 
multiple people came up to me and told me that my mom was hooked on pills. My brother knew that. He was worried about my mom. And he wanted her to go to rehab. I would dare not tell her these things. She was a few tables away. I think she even asked me, what were they telling you? Because if I told her, she would, of course, deny it wasn't true. And then go around and find out who, who exactly said it. And then go confront them, you know, face-to-face or most likely through a Facebook email or something. And then what would happen, they would turn on me. So I knew <laughs> not to go down that slope. I will say I was sort of shocked and not shocked at the same time. It's uncomfortable and it feels like embarrassing that people are telling you about this about your mom. My mom, my whole life, I said, I won't even take a Tylenol. And here she is, like, hooked on pills for her quote-unquote back pain. Fast forward to current present time. I finally, over the summer, the summer of 2021, I cut all ties with my mother for the last time. She did not respect my boundaries. And I told her, if you continue, I'm going to cut all communication with you. She had this party planned for one of my nieces. And she kept changing the date. Things kept changing. But she was wanting, the original date, she was wanting to babysit or keep my daughter for the night. A few months before that, I had someone reach out to me and call me personally and tell me that they had major concerns about my mother ever keeping Sophia because she's always so confused. Um, so, of course, as the date changed of the party, my mom was like, I still want to keep Sophia, even though the date changed three times. And I simply said, now is not a good time for us. And that was it. Then she said, okay. And then an hour later, we'll win then. And then just started to berate me and tell me every, not everything's about me and how I'm selfish. And ever since my dad died, you know, I, it's all about him. My mom has no idea, you know, about the podcast or what I've been through with my father and the things that I've said about him. She has no clue. Because she's never asked. The only thing she's ever asked about my dad, and she asked the same question twice, was how did he kick the bucket? Not once has she said, what can I do for you? Are you okay? So she continues to berate me through the sex message. And I said, if you continue to not respect my boundaries, those words, I'm going to cut communication off with you. And she continued to scream at me in all capital letters in her text. So, I stopped responding, and I blocked her. And then, of course, you know, you block somebody, one little text message may still slip through. So, the next morning, one little text message slipped through. And she said, and no, I'm not yelling at you, as she's still on all capital letters. I'm just disappointed is all. And then proceeds to tell me that, I shouldn't be talking about her to my brother or my sister-in-law because it's not a good look. That was it. I, you know, still had her blocked and continued on with my life. 
I was reading something about like those who react the loudest when you set a boundary is evidence that the boundary was needed in the first place. So I was super proud of myself. I really wasn't even that upset. A month later, I get a text message from my sister-in-law of a screenshot of this text message that was sent in a group text message. My mother had found an old group text message um, with me, my aunt, and my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, where she starts screaming at me through an old group text message from a year before. I guess she just, her way of trying to get to me. Of course, I didn't see it because she's blocked. And my sister-in-law sends me the screenshot. And the first part of the group text that she sent, the text she sent was, I will no longer accept text or calls, calls from Christine. She has broken my trust and love for her. She has broken my trust and love for her. My mother basically said that she didn't love me anymore. Then a series of other text messages that my sister was, my sister-in-law was screenshotting me about how ever since my dad died, everything's about him and how he never bought me the pretty dresses that she bought me. And the only time that, you know, he was there for me was on Thanksgiving never paid child support and threatened her and all this stuff. And then, I don't know, I just told my sister-in-law, don't send me anywhere because it doesn't matter. I immediately got, you know, upset and started shaking and crying and just like feeling anxiety and panic attack coming on. And I started to walk in my house and I like get up for the bed. I'm like starting to walk and just feel like this overwhelming, the, the feeling in your chest again. And then I stopped and I paused and I took a breath and I had enormous gratitude. I have been searching and trying to prove my whole life the things that my mother has been doing to me, all the gaslighting, all the not validating My whole life, I've been trying to prove how horrible she's been to me. I've had a fantasy my whole life that someone was going to come in and rescue me. And nobody ever did. But I was still trying to find this proof and show people how horrible she was to me. The reason I paused and had gratitude for my mother sending that text message was because... The proof and the validation I've been looking for my whole life was actually in the reaction itself. I didn't do anything. I hadn't even talked to her in a month. And she proceeds to start screaming at me in a group text message with my family. And I hadn't even done anything. And I was so grateful that she did that because there was my proof and the actual behavior and reaction itself. How crazy is that? How crazy is it? All this time I've been looking and searching and seeking and it's right there under my nose. 
And who does that to someone? Who does that to their daughter? Someone who doesn't feel worthy. So, a few days later, I was in my room and I had my soul purpose cards, these like shadow work cards that kind of like help you with your unconscious work that I got off Amazon. And I drew two and one of them was write a forgiveness letter to somebody. And then the second one was, do you believe you are worthy? Then you flip it over and it talks about you're worthy of it all. I was so shocked to learn I am worthy of it all. I started jumping up and down in my room like I'd won a car on the prices, right? Because I had no idea that you can have it all. I thought you could only have one little thing at a time and you can't have this thing over here. Not at all at the same time. Are you kidding me? And I was like, I'm worthy of it all. I mean, I was so ecstatic because I didn't even know that. I just thought I was worthy of this little thing here and this little thing there, but not at the same time. I was so happy. And then I wrote a forgiveness letter to my mom. And in the forgiveness letter, I told her she is worthy of it all because she is. No matter all the shit that she's done to me in my life and all that stuff, she's worthy. She's worthy of it all too. So you see, the definition of worthiness is not deservability. What I figured out, how do you know if you're worthy? You're worthy because you simply exist.